Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. A quick announcement, I'm offering my first free marriage masterclass on Thursday, June 16th at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you want to attend, click on the show notes and look for the link. You have to click the link to register to attend. In the, the free training, in the masterclass, I'm going to be training you on a tool called the bullseye question. And the bullseye question is a tool that accomplishes two things. The first thing it does is it increases praise in your relationship. Do you want more praise? Do you want more appreciation? This is the tool for you. The second thing it's going to train you on is how to give and receive constructive feedback in a way that doesn't lead to defensiveness or escalation. So if you want to learn those two things, if you think those two things could benefit your relationship, more praise, less defensiveness, attend the training. The bullseye question tool will help you accomplish that. And I'm going to show you how to apply the bullseye question step by step. So if you're interested, attend. Go to the show notes, click on the link for the free marriage masterclass, register, and I'll see you there on the 16th of June at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Today I'm going to focus on three reasons to focus more on similarities with your partner than differences. The first reason is because there's a natural drift over time toward differences. Have you noticed this? When you're first dating, think about how much you automatically focus on what you had in common with your partner. Oh, we both love red. Oh, we both love fruity pebbles. Whatever it is. Most likely in the beginning, you automatically, you naturally looked at and found what you had in common, no matter how teeny, no matter how large. That's what we do when we're first meeting someone, when we're first getting engaged with someone and falling in love, we naturally look at all the things we have in common. But over time, that reverses. Over time, the natural drift is Now all I see is what we don't have in common and how dissimilar we are. That's just a natural drift for most couples over time. Most partners start seeing all the things that they don't have in common. It's a natural drift. And that leads me to number two. Number two is differences create distance. So mentally, if we have this natural drift to focus more on differences over time, What impact does that have? The impact is that it creates distance. The more we're focusing on how we're not alike with our partner, the more we're focusing on what we don't have in common with our partner, the more distant we're gonna feel, the more detached we're gonna feel, the more apart from each other we're gonna feel. Worst case scenario, when you hear of couples who are getting a divorce, a lot of times what they'll tell you is, we just don't have anything in common. Because when you start focusing on what you don't have in common, it creates a great psychological divide. It has a big impact on us. But because there's this natural drift to focus on dissimilarities over time, most of us are guilty of this. And I am as well. When my wife and I were first dating, I can remember focusing entirely on what we had in common. 
every little thing that stood out that we had in common, I would highlight it and she would highlight it and it would make us feel closer. But over time, it has stood out to me more and more and more what we don't have in common and how we're different. And if I let that mindset, if I let those feelings and those thoughts take over, makes me feel distant with her, makes me feel detached from her, makes me feel apart from her. And so there's a lot of power in our mind with what we allow ourselves to focus on. And that leads me to number three. Number three is that similarities foster togetherness. So the more we look at what we have in common with our partner, the more we focus on how we're alike, the more we focus on what we share that is similar, the closer we're going to feel, the more of a team we're going to feel, the more like partners we're going to feel. And that's what you want. You want to foster that sense of togetherness, we-ness, partnership, and that can be done in a lot of ways. But this is one of the ways. It's what you do up here. It's what happens in your mind. So focus on this this upcoming week. Pay attention to your thought life. How much are you ruminating and thinking about everything you don't have in common with your partner? And what do you do with those thoughts when they come into your mind? Do you just let them sit there and take hold? Or do you try to counter those thoughts with something else you have in common? That's what you need to do. You need to start capturing your thoughts and then countering your thoughts. So anytime you can become more aware of what's going on in your mind, the better, especially on this topic. So try to become more aware of how often in your mind you're thinking of how different you are from your partner. And when you catch it, counter it with some type of example of what you do have in common because it will impact how you feel toward your partner. So my wife and I, we have huge differences. We have some similarities, but we definitely have more differences than similarities. And so I've had to work at this in my own marriage. I've had to work at focusing more on what we have in common because the natural drift, especially because we don't have much in common, is for me to focus on the differences. And when I do that, I feel distant. When I focus on the similarities, I feel closer. So here's one example. I tend to be the extrovert. She tends to be the introvert. That's a difference. However, a similarity we have is we both value relationships. I value relationships in my life. She values relationships in her life. So that starts with a difference, but there's also a similarity there. But I had to search for it. Here's another example. I love to be outdoors with motors. And so growing up, I was on motorcycles, I was on boats, I was on snowmobiles. And so I was geared toward speed and action and motors outdoors. She was raised being outdoors, but at the beach in Hawaii, playing in the sand, having a barbecue. So when we met and after we got together and we were married for a while, I noticed we do not like the same things outdoors. I like motors, I like speed, I like action. She likes calmness, she likes stillness, she likes quietness. But what's the similarity there? The similarity is we both like nature. We both like being outdoors. So even in examples like that, it starts with how we're so different, but if you search hard enough, 
a lot of times you will find a silver lining, something where actually we have something in common. Now, it's important to also intentionally foster things that you do have in common. You can't just limit it to your mind and always trying to be looking for what you have in common, even though that's very important. But the other component that's important is to intentionally foster shared activities. Intentionally foster things you both enjoy, things you're both passionate about. It's okay if a minority of your activities are things you don't have in common and you don't share an interest in, but you want the majority of your interests, ideally, to be things you both enjoy, things you both would unite on and both would enjoy doing together. So for my wife and I, we've had to work at this because we are so different. So we've had to compromise and find some middle ground on things we both enjoy doing outdoors. So one example is we both enjoy hiking. So that's something we do a lot on our dates. We'll go for a hike. Another thing we both enjoy outdoors is bike rides. So we both enjoy hopping on our bikes and going for a bike ride together. Things like that, you have to intentionally focus on what are some hobbies, what are some interests that we both can nurture that can become a shared interest, something we have in common. Another example in my marriage is gardening. And so that's something my wife and I have intentionally tried to nurture doing together because it's something we both are starting to enjoy together. It brings some similarity and something that we can have in common. So those are the three reasons to focus more on similarities than differences. Number one is because there's a natural drift toward focusing on differences. Number two, if you focus on differences, it's gonna create distance. And number three, if you focus on similarities, that's gonna foster togetherness. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. And be sure to click in the show notes for the link for my free marriage masterclass, June 16th at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.